welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. And I am doing my intro after the call. I taped my um, podcast last week because I was trying to be very proactive and do everything before I went away. I was away this weekend um, and I was supposed to be back yesterday. And so I had every intention of landing, coming back to my house, putting together my podcast and airing it. You know, and I had plenty of time to do that. Uh, but what happened was uh, the unexpected happened or my flight from I went to Portland I had to fly through Chicago and I got stuck in Chicago last night and that totally fucked me up like really bad. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's never happened to me before. It's happened to me in Europe because in Europe we all know that they could just like, you know, they just like stop working whenever they feel like it at the airport. You know, when people decide to strike, they could do it whenever they want and nobody in the airport shuts down and it could be for like five days. I got stuck in Greece. I went to Germany. I got stuck there like this shit happens and it happens all the time. Um, But in America, it's never really happened to me. I've never had that unfortunate thing of being stuck or, you know, and not being able to get on another flight and get home. And so I got stuck in Chicago last night and that totally fucked up my podcast. And so I had to do it today. So an error today. And so I'm a daily and I'll never do that again because that's my own fault because I just thought that everything was going to work out the way I planned, but it didn't. Um, But I went to Portland this weekend. And um, if you follow me on Twitter... I'm cartoon therapy. You might have seen some me some things that I tweeted from there. Um, car- like Portland was like the most fascinating place I've ever been to. Fascinating because it was like the weirdest place I've ever been to, and I wouldn't say weird in a bad way. I wouldn't say weird in a good way. I would just say weird and different. So specific. So, like, it had such a stamp on it. Like it was like some place like I had never seen before, and I've been to a lot of states in. America and not just like the main ones like oh everyone goes to Miami and Las Vegas and Los Angeles like and San Francisco like I've been to all those places but I've also been to a lot of like you know little places in between all those places and I love going to places like that and but nothing has ever compared or been as different and more as specific as Portland I have to say and the friend that I went with um, I totally agreed it was like nothing I've ever experienced before best food ever and I live in New York and I'm such a food snob I'm actually going to Paris for Christmas and I I keep looking at restaurants there and everything looks disgusting like I'm a little nervous about French food because I'm not really into saucy things um but I have to say Portland was like the best food I've ever had in my life farm to table holy shit um but Portland Portlandia that show on Showtime I get now why they created that we actually (laughs) rented it and watched one of the episodes in uh, the hotel room when we were still there, actually. And I have to say that uh, I get why they created a show about Portland. Everything that you get from there is what they rip on on the show. And it's like hilarious. It's a very interesting place. And the one thing, there's so much stuff about it that I could talk about. But the one weird thing is, and this is what I want to know. I want to know if people fuck in Portland. Because I have to say that, like, I found Portland to be the most unsexual place. Like, there was no 
sex vibe there. There was not, it wasn't, it was even like, I didn't even like, like you just don't even see like, like women don't stand out and men don't stand out. It's kind of like, it's just people like there's, it's not like there's, isn't that thing where like women are like sex objects and men love to fuck. Like you just don't get those sort of feeling emanating from people. I can't explain it. It's like, you just get like, people just being people and maybe that's a good thing and it probably is maybe those people are more evolved than people in new york you know people in new york are just so like fucking self-absorbed and there's all that stuff going on here and everyone's just like egomaniacs and everyone's looking at everybody and girls are totally hot and guys are totally but you know and maybe we're like the less evolved because in portland you don't get any of that you know people are just there and they're just like people and i was like looking around and i was like i don't even know if these people have sex so uh, and I want to know if they have sex um, because I didn't get that vibe. I got a really weird unsexual vibe there. Um, what I'm going to do, though, I think, and I was thinking this on the plane ride home, that I think I'm going to post ads on Craigslist in Portland until I get some sort of sexually deviant person from there that will tell me the deal in Portland because I just don't think that it exists, but I'm dying to know. I did a little bit of Googling and I did find some sex trafficking going on there. So maybe that's what goes on. I don't know, but... Um, I just want to know what the deal is with people in Portland. So if you're in Portland, you're listening and you want to be on the show, uh, email me at strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. If you don't live in Portland and you live anywhere, um, in the United States or anywhere in, uh, you know, in the world, cause I have a Skype number now you could call into the show. Just email me first at strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com and I'll have you on the show. If you live in Paris and you could recommend some good restaurants, email me at strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com because I'll be there for the holidays. Um, and that's that. If you want to follow me on Twitter, follow me at strict anonymous or follow me, my personal account on Twitter. And that's at cartoon therapy or buy my book this week. We're going to be, you're going to hear a lot about my book on the on the episode this week i don't sort of want to go into it because you'll hear um a lot about it on the call um but me and i have my friend on my friend john who actually um is the person that i go to advice for advice like you guys listen to me giving people advice well when i need advice and trust me i need advice all the time every time i date a fucking guy i need a lot of advice <laughs> i'm not good at relationships um i call up my friend john and i ask him for advice and he's that guy and so uh we do a whole call talking about my book and my guy stuff and my friend john and the advice he's given me and so you find out a lot about me on this call and i think that it's interesting and it turned out great so i'm airing that today um but if you want to uh buy my book especially after you hear us talking about it you could go on amazon uh and get it it's a kindle ebook right now i'm working to do a hard copy too um, but i think i'm going to break it up into like part one and part two part three because it's a lot of short stories it's like relationship gone wrong stories um there's a whole bunch of them like 25 but i think i need to break it down but it's like it's a really good book and you like it it's like very funny it's a cartoon book it's a graphic novel actually um, I wrote it and I drew it and uh, illustrated it, whatever you want to say. And it's available on Amazon. Like I said, it's an ebook, so it's only like $2.99. Um, and I'd love for you to download it and buy it and read it and let me know what you think. Either send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or, or if you like it, write a review on Amazon. Uh, the title is The Cartoon Misadventures of a Total Trainwreck. Um, just put that in your search term in the search bar and you'll find it. Um, and so tune in or stay tuned. I'll be right back on with my friend John giving me advice about guys.
Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Okay, so hey, John, you're on the air with me, Kathy. John is, let me just explain to the callers who John is. John, a.k.a. John, because John really is your name, right? You don't want to lie about your name, right? You're John. Yeah, no, I like my name. Right. John, let me just tell you something about John. This is why he likes his name. Because John is, besides my father, (laughs) because my father must be a narcissist, right? Because I'm just very attracted to narcissistic men. Mostly every man I'm friends with or date is a narcissist. And John is Captain Narcissist. Right? <laughs> really, you are. I don't are. know about Captain. But... Well, I've given you the nar- the narcissist quiz. You know what it said one day when I was Googling? It said if you, it's very easy. They have, they used to have these really long-winded quizzes and questionnaires to find out if someone was a narcissist. And they said the really the best way to find out there is a quiz um, and the the best, quickest way to find out is that and you just have to ask someone one question to find out if they're a narcissist. And what it is is, are you a narcissist? <laughs> That's the question you ask. Because most narcissists they found, or 100% of them, are actually, they brag about being a narcissist. John, right? Don't you love being, I call him Narso, and he calls me Narcy because he thinks I'm a narcissist. <laughs> You're the worst of them all, but we'll, we'll get to that later. But... Uh, I'm not bragging about it, but I admit that I am a narcissist. Right, and that's what they say. If you ever want to find out, you don't need to have the person take these big, long-winded psychological evaluations. Just ask them if they're a narcissist. 99% of the narcissists out there will actually cop to it because they're that narcissistic. That's why Narcy John, a.k.a. Narcy, <laughs> wants to be called John. You would never want to be somebody other than yourself. Most people who call no. into my... Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Most people who call into my show want to be anonymous. No. No matter what you say, you want to be you because you're self-absorbed and into yourself. But this is why I'm having John on the call because I'm trying to promote my book. Well, not trying to promote, promote my book, but I just put my book up on Amazon and I always talk to people about buying it. And... um I wanted John to be, well, you were a co-host once. Not yet have I had you on with somebody else, but you told me that you want to be on again, and we're going to have you on more as a co-host when I have callers. But really who John is, is like I sit around and give people advice all day. And really who John is, is he's the person that I call up for advice, guy advice, not any other life advice. Like you're not good, by the way, just newsflash, John. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but you suck at anything thing else advice or maybe you're just not interested in anything else like i find like you like my vapid the vapid part of my life more interesting than anything no that's actually. all you talk about no that's <laughs> not true ask me advice on anything bullshit I, I i talk about when uh i've talked about my baby thing like i talk about really serious things you're not interested in serious things they spook you out and it freaks you out you like to talk about petty nonsense that's your favorite thing it is keep it lit hearted Exactly. Um, and so John is the person that I come to for advice. Guy advice. Guy advice. Because you're sort of similar to most of the guys that I date 
That's one reason. The second reason is you're kind of like a girl guy. You're like a guy that kind of analyzes. You know, that's what I call a girl guy. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, I don't know. It, it doesn't sound flattering. I know, but you are a girl guy. You like to analyze. Uh, a, you're kind of like a lot of the guys that I date. So you sort of know how to get into their head, you know? And so when they're playing games, you could sort of call them out on it or let me know what the inside scoop is, scoop is and like kind of help me play the game, even though I'm really not good at playing games. Am I? I mean, that's what no, you'll get. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> you have a whole book that'll tell people this. Yeah, that's what my book is. My book is about like the tagline is like a bunch of love gone very wrong stories. And that's what basically it is. That's what John has had to sit through. Our whole friendship, which is basically we've been friends since we're 17 and I'm like 45 now. So count those years. I'd have to use a calculator to figure that shit out. Um, and John's seen me through every guy. I mean, me and you have broken up as friends many times. But like, did you miss any guys? I don't really know in that time in the times that we have. Because no. that's when I'll typically call you back and beg for you to be friends with me again when I need some guy advice. Like I'll yeah, like, no, usually they're kind of long and drawn out. So. What, the guys? I, I don't think I've missed any of them, yeah. Really? That's not true. Long and drawn well, out. What does that mean? it seems like it to me. Not at I'm all. I'm listening to it. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. But like two weeks could be long and, long and drawn out? Well, there could be 50 conversations about it, so yeah. Do you have a favorite? If you had to pick out of my book all the guys in the chapters and all the relationships that I've had because they're all kind of crazy really like I mean it says in my description like I've dated a stinky hippie like literally this guy smelled really bad and everybody knew about it and he didn't really care he was like a dirty hippie I dated him I dated a guy who'd only put his dick in halfway when he would have sex with me and that was like the truth he wouldn't put it in yeah, all the, the way strangest. he was the strangest yeah I, my favorite was the guy that was a uh, heroin addict <laughs> dick don't work that's what i used to call him i don't call him that in my book but i call him that to my friends i like i like nicknames better than guys names you know obviously i yeah, don't yeah, care you're a nickname person yeah but, i'm only a nickname i don't know what people's real names so dick don't work was your favorite was that the guy what was his name um don't say his name Oh, okay. Um, but just say this scenario. The guy that lived in, in Nashville, the record producer? No, That's no, Dick no. Don't work. We're going back to years, years ago. Oh, Bonnie, the heroin addict. <laughs> you, we could call him Bonnie. Sometimes, you know, sometimes he throws up. <laughs> you know, and he has such small pupils and he sweats. I'm like, what are you, nuts? You're, he could listen to me for hours. <laughs> yeah, this is the weird thing about me is because... Um, I always dated potheads. I get along really well with potheads because, like, my mind thinks like a snow stone person naturally. And drug addicts because I think it takes, like, the edge off because my I'm, like, high energy and I have, like, a big personality. And I guess maybe the average guy can't handle that or doesn't Is like it. Maybe. Part coming out. <laughs> no, that, I'm insulting myself. I just said, like, the guys don't, don't like it. So. You're saying it with a lot of pride. No, I'm saying the guys don't like it. I'm trying to say something horrific in a confident way, like it doesn't bother me. <laughs> it is yes, like... I, I, guess oh. I guess, isn't that rather the narcissist definition? What? you able to spin anything bad to look good about yourself? <laughs> I don't know, but like, what what else am I supposed to do if I have a personality that men don't, men really don't like, my, most men wouldn't like my personality in a relationship. Guys like it as a friend, they like it over the phone, but do they like it every day in their face? I don't really, not really. There's a certain kind of guy that does. 
Bunny was that guy. Bunny was... Because he was high on heroin. <laughs> no, he's tried to come back since he's kicked heroin a million times and tried to get date me. He just tried to date me like six months ago and I would never be with him. But no, it wasn't. He likes girls. He just likes very strong personality girls. There's a, there's a certain breed. I call it like a breed. It's like a golden retriever. Like you know one when you see one. There's a certain kind of guy that... Weak. Oh, God, weak. John talks in those terms, weak, strong. You know... Um, when John isn't really that strong, what I call John and what I call a lot of guys is, uh, the man behind the curtain. He's a midget with a megaphone, you know, in the wizard of Oz, when everyone's so afraid of this guy who's yelling and he's so mean. And then they just find out he's just a fucking midget. They pull the curtain back and it's just a midget with a megaphone. That's what I find that John is a John. You're that way. And B, I think a lot of guys that I've dated or have just been midgets with megaphones too. Um, and for some reason, I give up my power to these midgets. So what are you trying to say? I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to say you're all oh, bark. Okay. You're all bark and no bite. Well, that's not true. No, that's totally true. That's not what that's why we're such good friends, because most people are afraid of John. They think he's really mean and people are intimidated by him. And I could give a shit. OK. And that's why we've always been friends, because I'm not afraid of you, because I've had I grew up with a very mean dad. So I could get along with really mean men. And I realize that most mean men are just fucking babies. Like I said, midges with megaphones. So there's nothing to be afraid of when you meet a mean guy. There's you know what I mean? Like you're not even mean. You're like weak as far as I'm concerned. I think you're weak. You think I'm weak. I think you're weak. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. But let's get let's get back to um, my book and what we were talking about. Actually, why why so Bunny was it? Bunny is Bunny. He that's his name in the book. I didn't change it because Bunny isn't his real name, so I didn't have to actually change his name. And he was a guy, yeah, that I had no clue was doing heroin the whole time I was dating him because I had no I idea. I don't remember you telling me, but the, the thing is, it was like, why would I think he's doing heroin? Like we were like partying all the time. He would do like literally one night. I remember he'd smoked weed, did quaaludes, took ecstasy and um, did cocaine. And we were drinking all in one night. And I never could give a shit like I never I wasn't doing all that stuff, but I was just drinking. But I never said, don't do that. I wasn't the girlfriend that would tell him he can't do this or that. So why would I ever think the big secret that he was, you know, hiding behind my back was that he was snorting heroin the whole time? I had no idea. And that was like right around the time that heroin became more mainstream, you know, be right before, like two minutes before he started doing it. It was like, you know, when I grew up, heroin was something that only like, like homeless people did. You know, it was like really bad. It was very low class. And then it sort of got into mainstream. And right when he started doing it, it was like, he was like a 23 year old young hipster in New York at the time. And that's when people started to do it and he was doing it. But I just didn't know that that was going on. 
and you think it's funny. I did. I knew. I kept telling you. Yeah, I probably didn't even listen. I mean, I don't. Do I really even listen to your advice? I call you for advice all the time, but do I really listen? Like, I don't know. It's just like you know, I'm still gonna do what I'm gonna do. Ditto. <laughs> oh, you don't listen to me either. <laughs> well, you know that. Listen, you've listened to me talk about guys. And I have my the book... amazing gift of repeating the, what, what you say. Right. You're a very good memory. But my book spans from my losing my virginity story all the way until I turned 40. John really picked up, like, with my relationships when I was, like, you know, I would say 18 maybe or something. So you missed oh, some of the good you, ones in the beginning. You missed some of the good ones in the beginning that are in the book. But you also know of some in the end that aren't in the book because my book ends at 40 and I've dated some winners and had some ridiculous stories since then that I haven't put into book form yet. I really want to do a cartoon book about the whole baby situation because that's still progressing. I'm going to Portland this weekend to meet my surrogate because that's where I'm at. So that's a whole other book and a whole other story. And... um but you missed some good ones, but like I said, you've been there for some good ones at the end. Or yeah, ones those that are early ones weren't that good. The what? Those early ones weren't as good as these shameful later ones. <laughs> the, Big deal, the guy crashed your car. You know? He's not even in the book. I took that out. Oh, really? Yeah. I so took he that slept out. with your friends and then crashed your car. Big deal. That wasn't the same guy. One guy slept oh. with my friend and one guy crashed my car. That was oh, okay. the deal. Yeah. I just had a slew of losers. Not even losers. I mean, some people were winners and I was a loser. You know, like attracts like. So if you're kind of messed up, you're going to meet messed up people. Just the way that it is. Um, I hate to say it, John, but you had like one good relationship or three good relationships uh, like we when you go. were young. Turn but, on the attack. Yeah, but you've never had. You haven't had a good relationship in like snake. 15. <laughs> snake. You haven't had a good relationship in like 15 years. So who are you to fucking talk? Like, seriously, I want this call to be about my book, but I want it to be about guy girl advice and how you advise me and how you know how guys are. Like, I think what I learned the most about guys like from you and what's hard, though, and sometimes what's hard, vice versa, with you listening to me and me listening to your advice is that men and women are just so different. You know what I mean? Like, I think what I understand better than you. I constantly tell you what you think is logical has nothing to do. Guys are not as deep as you. They do not analyze anything. It's all just basic shit. Not even that. They're not even thinking when they do do things that are complicated, but there's no well, thought behind it. No, there's no, but there's not a lot of thought behind it. No, no, there's not a lot of planning. Right. There's not a lot of planning and stuff, so it's hard. But it's not that men aren't complicated. It's just that men don't talk as much as women or they don't want to. I mean, I don't know. What's the deal? What's my problem? Uh, do I have a problem? problem? Yeah. I don't know. How long is this, this podcast? Go? I'm not going to do it for too long because this is just like one that I did like with Tommy. I just wanted to be about a good topic about men and women. I figured we'd start off talking about my book and we'd get into other stuff. I don't know. Well, okay, because that would take hours. About my problems? No. Like, listen, I mean, I have issues with relationships because, you know, I attract, I think, you know, as women and even men, like, you know, men like look for their mothers and date their mothers or whoever was dysfunctional in their life. And women do the same. And my dad must have been like a selfish, narcissistic, 
you know, sort of piggish dude. Because let me tell you, that's the kind of guy I'm attracted to, you know, and powerful, powerful, narcissistic, selfish, you know, unfaithful guys. That's like my that's like my guy. That's like what I date a lot of the time. Doesn't mean that I don't like nicer guys and that I have met nicer guys, but they're like not available. But what I seem to attract and what I seem to stick around with a lot of the time has been these uh, typical dudes. But I think a lot of girls are like that because a lot of guys are like that. You're a narcissist. I mean, you know, you're a narcissist. You're selfish. You're a pig. Oh, well, if I would say that I'm a pig. Right, well, uh, yeah. Are we going to get into your whole sex life? I, I don't think you will. Well, we don't, there's certain subjects here that we were not going to touch. Am I correct? I thought you'd be interesting to talk about because we would talk about me, but being that you're like the biggest narcissist that I know, Narso, um, I can't help but keep going back to you. And your fucked up relationships and the fact that you haven't had a relationship in like... Yeah, I hate when you start bringing this crap up. Why? Because I don't care to talk about this. I told you, at this point, I know, you know what, God, we'll, we'll do it. You want to do it, then you can leave and do it. Yeah, what are you going to tell me? I'll tell you, like I told you, at this point in time... The only thing left is the bottom of the barrel garbage. <laughs> you know, anything good has been picked up. All there is is women with way too much baggage. It's not even worth it. Okay, but do you think that maybe you just saying that means that you have baggage too? Um, I don't, I don't have I don't have a whole slew of kids or anything else. No, I don't have as much baggage as them. So every girl that you meet now that you're older, because, John, you're how old? I'm sorry, what did you say? <laughs> how old are you? <laughs> that doesn't matter, now, does it? Oh, oh, yeah. Besides John being a narcissist, he's, like, um, got body dysmorphia. Um, he's, like, a psychotic, like, a gym rat, but in his basement. Like, he doesn't actually go to the gym. He works out like a fiend and... You know, he's very into his body and he's very into age. When he was like 40, he had like a midlife crisis because of his age and he dated like an 18-year-old. And this is what's so fucked up. Okay, 35, 40, whatever. You were reaching for, you were close to 40 and you were flipping out about your age and so you dated a really young girl thinking that she'd make you young and all she did was age you. I don't know why guys think this. I don't know why older men think, shush, I'm making a point. I don't know why older guys think that dating younger, I don't think there's anything wrong with dating someone younger or someone older, whatever you're into. But if you're doing it because you think that that person is going to make you younger by association, that's where you're dead wrong. When I would see you guys together, she made you look older. When I see older men with their really younger girlfriends, like a 50-year-old with a 25 or 30-year-old, like they don't, that, that doesn't make the guy look good. It makes the guy look old. And same thing, vice versa. When I like the 25-year-old from my gym, I hated standing next to him. Like I never felt more old or more my age when I was with him. So I think it just is the opposite. So people could date whoever they want and whatever. For me, I don't really like it because I think you it only shows your age more. And the person who's older, whether it's the woman or the man, just looks older. You dated that young girl to be young and to hold on to no, your youth. See, this is where you dig too deep. 
I dated that young girl because she was hot with a huge <laughs> set of titties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah, were real. Thought, you, and they were real. Yeah, they were real. And you'll even admit it yourself. She was smoking hot. She was, yes. Okay, so yeah. you were 35 and you dated an 18-year-old because she was hot. So you were a pig. Well, I'd rather be a pig than be a guy playing to looking for something to make me young. I still thought I was young. <laughs> right, because you're like immature, right. And But that went horribly wrong. And ever since that relationship, you haven't had a relationship. You that really haven't. too long, that relationship. But you dated her for five years, and ever since then, you've never dated anybody since. I take care of myself, so I don't really need anybody else. Right, but Every do Every guy I know that's got a girl is miserable and sick of her, but they're stuck with them because they split all the chores and the bills and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know one guy that's happily married. Okay, I'm not saying that you need to get married, but... And every one of them... Tells me I'm the every married friend I have tells me I'm the smartest person they know. Because? Because I wasn't stupid enough to get stuck hitched to some loser. Right. You don't think that there's a happy medium or something different? No, I haven't met any. I, I, I wish I could say I have happily married friends, but I don't. Even the ones you know, me and you both know that we thought were happily married in the end turned out to be miserable. Right, but I'm not just talking about marriage. I mean, you don't have to get married to have a good relationship. You had a relationship once when we were younger, with, and it was a great relationship, and it lasted five years, and it was... Yeah, a, but the, what's the, what's the, why do these relationships that I had that were good relationships end like that? Because I wouldn't get married. That's why that relationship ended. Right, but now you're both like almost 50, and you're both single and yeah, alone. Women, you should have gotten married. that way. I've heard you on more than one occasion cry about how you wanted to get married. I've never cried about wanting to get married. You're out of your mind. I've cried about wanting a boyfriend. Never have I ever cried about getting married, okay? You really have ever heard me talk about that? I've anti-marriage my whole life. Not anti it, but I've just never been into it. And you know that. I've cried about wanting a boyfriend, wanting like a partner. I like... As social as I am and as e easy as it is for me to be alone, I like male companionship. I like to have, so obviously, if you read my book, I go from one guy to the next. Like, I like to be doing business with men. You know, I like to be working through my stuff. I think relationships are important to have because you learn and you grow from them. I like men. I like falling for someone. I like liking them. I like the story. Like, I like all of it, you know? So I don't like to be alone for too long a period of time because I don't think it's A, healthy, and B, I don't think that you learn anything. And not to say, I mean, I've been single for a while. I mean, I dated, I had Dr. Guy who I dated recently, and before him I had the guy that I was doing the baby thing with, and that was a whole thing. So I always have something going on, you know? Right now I have nothing, but I did have things, and I like to have things. Guys. Yeah, you know? that's, see, that's the woman talking to you. All I need is steady pussy, and I'm happy. Right, but you don't even have steady pussy. Well, right now it's a bit of a dry spell. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, women and men have, have different needs. A man could just get a, a buy by, like, screwing a different person. But I think, you know, like, for me... I could have, like right now, I could have sex whenever I, I need it with somebody, but I can't have that 
relationship because it doesn't work with what I'm doing. And that sucks for me. But I, you know, I feel fulfilled in the other things that I'm doing. So it's okay. But it was hard. When I was dating that doctor guy, it reminded me how much I like to like somebody. Like I liked liking him. I liked having someone to do things with, especially somebody that we like to do the same things. Like it was like fun, you know, and I had to give it up because it wasn't the right time for me to have somebody because I'm focused on other things and it didn't work out. But it reminded me of what I have to get back to when the time is right. Because I think, at least for me, I love that feeling of having somebody in your life that you like. I think that it's really nice and you learn from it. You know, he taught me a lot and I only dated him for a short time. I look at everything that I've ever done with anybody as important and meaningful and worth it. Like I don't have any regrets. I don't look back at any relationship that I ever had in that book or anything that's happened since as something bad. I look at it as like I learned. I'm so grateful for my last relationship. This guy came into my life. He, we call him Dr. Guy. And he taught me a lot. He was like a sample of what I needed to remember exists and what I need to go looking for when I'm ready for something and, you know, who I really am and what I'm actually attracted to. And I needed that because I had a string of men who weren't the right guy for me. And I was so mesmerized by them. I was trying to twist myself into be a pretzel and be someone different. Whereas this guy came in and reminded me of like, no, this is my type. I like a totally different type, you know? So it was great. Didn't work out. Wasn't meant to be, but who cares? Cause it taught me a lot. And isn't that a great thing? Like, so I'm like so grateful for that relationship. If that's what you want to call it. Do you know what I mean? And you don't have any of those. And I think that it's important. I think it's important to have things, whether it's two months or two years or 20 years, you learn and you grow from things and you need that and it's good. Um, but I think that people don't have it because they're afraid of the pain or the, all that stuff that goes through it. And it's just like, you know, yeah, it was kind of sucked when I have to end things with any guy, but you get over it and you get past it. And, you know, once you get over and you get past it, if you have the balls to put up with the pain and go through it, when you get on the other side, it's like if you're evolved enough and you can realize it it's like everything happens for a reason and it's a good thing and you do grow and learn this is so boring to you isn't it <laughs> um, well <laughs> no why i'm just listening to you you're just listening but i mean you don't have any of these experiences like you don't have a book with 80 people in it and i don't think that that's a good thing i don't think it's a good thing to be alone for so long you know, because what happens is you become really rigid and you think that like you in your mind, you think of relationships, you think this isn't good and that's good. And you see it all from in your head. But you what you forget is that relationships don't play out in your mind. They play out in every other part of your body. And that's the amazing things like you. The relationships play out in your heart. They play out in your cock like they play out in ever like in your in your stomach. Like you get excited when you see somebody and you feel horny for them and you have a great sex and then you fall for them and you feel emotional like you, it's like it feels good all over your body like relationships. It's not going to be like in your mind like how you think it. But you don't even remember that because it's yeah. been so long. Yeah, this is an example what's different between men and women. <laughs> <laughs> All this dribble that you're babbling here, is, and every guy that's probably listening will agree with me, just some hot bitch and some sex, and if they leave and he don't even got to, you know, deal with them afterwards is so much better than all of this nonsense through your whole body that you're talking. <laughs> but I guess this is the difference between men and women. <laughs> 
And you're probably so Because if right. these words came out of my mouth, it would reek of weakness. <laughs> I was telling you how it feels so good in my heart and the excitement <laughs> in my stomach like butterflies when I see there. Oh my goodness. People would think I was a sausage farmer making comments like that. <laughs> Oh my god, you're so right. <laughs> oh, I'm sickening just listening to that. No, okay, but I just have to tell you some guys Some guys like relationships. Maybe in a different way, but what I'm trying to say is like you think it's like in your mind it's just like all this terrible stuff. You had relationships at one yeah, time. Well, maybe what the problem here is is in your mind you think it's so good <laughs> and I'm right. <laughs> because you're such a narcissist and might I add, you're the worst gym rat of them all. Okay, just dealing from back earlier. You're the worst gym rat of them all. Worse than me. <laughs> what do you mean trying On to keep my, of my body my in shape? advice about men, you are constantly still to this day haunting me about diet and weightlifting. <laughs> just you, so, because I just want to keep my body that. to look good? You failed to mention that. Oh, you, no doubt you got a great body. I'll admit that. I don't know if your listeners have ever seen one. No, they don't, they don't know any. No, I don't yeah, put got, any pictures. You got right. a sick body. And let me add, explain why you have such a good body. Because I trained with Narsa when I was very young. You and me were partners for two years, and I drilled everything I knew into you, all with arguments and fighting. Yeah, and because I didn't believe end, you. Yeah, and in the end, who was right? You've had numerous trainers, and all of them have been a joke. Yeah, no, everything you taught me, the basics, the bread and butter of weightlifting, like a dude for me has kept my body in amazing shape at my age and it's all because of what you taught me absolutely and i yes, li- somehow i believe that the only reason you look good is me is that narcissistic or am i right yeah because it's not like you went to the gym for me every day i've been going to the gym for 20 years okay that's me by myself i go i probably go more than you do okay but that's but this is the difference is I don't know. Uh, I there have been times in my life like the whole time I was trying to have a baby myself, I couldn't go to the gym for like a year. And when I had an operation, I couldn't go to the gym for a year. Like I could totally slack off and not go to the gym. I just know well, that, you after know that twenty one, to twenty five mm-hmm. years of training, you're allowed to slack a year here and there, but you'll always go back to it. I guarantee you right up until you're done you'll still be training. I like working out like I literally it was a couple of years ago that I really thought to myself like, oh, you know what? Like I actually enjoy working out, not enjoy it like, oh, I'm like so excited to go to the gym and work out. But like there's something very gratifying. Like I like to do hard things and I like to push myself physically, especially. And I have a lot of energy. It's just the way that I'm built. So that gets it out for me. Like I die. That doctor guy that you see used to always try to get me to go do yoga with him. And my friend. Uh, what a joke. Got some girlfriends have tried, and like that doesn't really work for me. Not yet. I think at some point in my life it will, but right now Never. I still no. You don't know. I think it's like really good. I like to meditate to get in a Zen state. Uh, that's good for my mind. But physically, I like to move. Like I need to push myself hard physically. Um, and yoga. Not that yoga isn't hard. It's just not the right pace for me. Um, I like. Weight training. I like lifting weights. I like pushing myself to do hard things. It's very challenging, and I actually enjoy it. I really do. 
And the good news is it also changes your brain chemistry. It makes you feel fucking great. And it makes you look good. It really does. So it has like added Spoken benefits. like a true narcissist. <laughs> you think that that's narcissistic that I want my brain? Yeah, you also, yeah, because at this point now, what drives us most is we don't want to look bad. Because if you're used to looking good, that's just the way that it goes. People treat you like not people. Well, we're, I, you know, as a woman, yes, you get treated differently if you look good than if you look bad. I don't think that that's the same with guys. But, you know, if you're uh, used to yeah, looking you good, you always want to. scary looking. No, but you do want to look good if you're used to having a good body. It's like it's hard to give that up and say, oh, who cares? Very you know difficult. I mean? Very, very difficult. I was always known to have a good body and I still want to have that good body. So I do whatever it takes to have that good body. One of my biggest fears was getting pregnant because I was going to lose my body. But that was fine with me. Like I was like, OK, I'll lose it and then I'll work out and I'll get it back. You know, and that's what I'll do. And it didn't work out for me. And now somebody else is having my baby. So I don't have to ruin my body. But I was going to, you know, I'm not that narcissistic that I wasn't going to. Yeah, I tried everything. You sure cried about that. No, but I tried everything I could and I would have and I would have gotten back in shape. I would have. I love a challenge. Oh, There's yeah. nothing more. No doubt, no doubt in my mind you There's... wouldn't have gotten back in shape. I would have, right? Yes. Because uh, I like yeah. a challenge and if I'm going to, if I, I would do it no matter how hard it was until I got back in shape, you know, and that would be the deal. But I do like to work out, but. The relationship. Hey, there's, there's no picture of you in your book. No, it's all stick figures. I don't let anybody know. Like, I don't have my right name, like my pen name on my book, my name on my podcast. It's all anonymous. Um, and I think that it's good that way. There's no reason to put real names and real faces or to 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 anything. Um, in a weird way, I think that it's good to be like my cartoon book is like a cartoon character. Most people will never hear this podcast, so they won't hear the backstory. They won't even know that it's true because I pitch this book as like, you know, made up stories. But basically, the most of them, it's all real. It's just that I can't say that it's totally real because I'm just doing this out of my memory, you know, and I changed everybody's names. But I couldn't make this shit up. But I say that I made it up only because who cares about my life? I'm not going to say it's a memoir. You know what I mean? Yeah, most of it's true. It's all true, but it can, I mean, you know, it's all conversation. Well, actually, actually, everything is all pretty accurate, even if it's off memory, because while your memory might be not that good, mine is excellent, and I remember all these terrible stories like it was yesterday. Exactly. So you could read through my book, because I don't think you ever have, and I've you read, could let read, me know. Well, I've read some of it. Right, and you could let me know if there's things in there that aren't, aren't right. But, but... To you with your relationships, I personally think that you haven't had a relationship for too long and it's not a good thing. And I think that you should force yourself to date other people. You don't have to get married. I don't necessarily buy into that whole but thing. that's usually what women want to lead to. What, marriage? Yes. Yeah, but you don't have to. I mean, you know. That's when they get mad. <laughs> but I don't want to. Right, when you have a long-term relationship. But now that you're older, if you meet someone older, I think that that happens when you're younger. Everyone has that vision and the thing. Most likely, you you know, the people that you'd be meeting have been married and done that, and they, they, they all have the same view that you have. Most people that have been married once or twice, they don't want to get married anymore. So I think you're actually at the best age to date uh, for with people that don't want to get married. It's worse yeah, when you're 25 or 30 because yeah, everybody's starry-eyed. But the unfortunate part is I don't fit in with the people my age. 
Right, you want someone way younger. No, I, you know me. I don't fit in with a woman my age. What you gonna talk about? Going through her her change to make <laughs> her grandchildren. I mean, I'm still playing with cars and motorcycles and stuff. Right. Well, you could get like a 35 year old or a 37 year old that's been yeah, married, but, but they've been married. But, but they, they no, they're the ones who want to get married. 37, 38? Yeah, the 30s. Not if they've been married already. Yeah, the desperate 30s, I'm telling you. Oh, the desperate 30s. Okay. Yeah, John secretly hates women, so he likes to say, like, bad things about women. Um, Not true. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I know. I think that you do have, like, a little bit of a hatred for women, and you like to, like, go off on about the age thing on women really bad. When, you know, like men get old too. Just like women are old at 40, men are old at 50. Aren't you there? Aren't you there yet? I'm not sure. Okay, exactly. Um, so, you know, it's just like the old thing happens to everybody. Uh, you like to make it a bigger deal than it really is. You're old. I, I don't, I'm not into that whole age thing. Like, oh, I'm you know, old. I mean, I'm sure. Is it, or, or maybe, maybe young at heart is a better way of putting it. But, you know, I don't have anything in common with a woman my age. I have nothing in common with them. Okay, so, you know, so find yourself a 37-year-old. That's fine. But you just need to get out of, like I said, you need to get out of your house to do that. You're never going to yeah. do that at Martha, at the store, or in your, you know, your house gym by yourself. You'd have to go online. I would think that you should do online dating. Yeah, no. You've been saying it for a while. Yeah, I think you should do it. Not even like, listen, I don't think like the end all be all is to meet somebody that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Just meet someone that you spend a year with to start off or two years or five months or six years, you know, something. Everybody goes into everything thinking they have to spend the rest of their life with someone, which is like retarded. And then people like analyze too much because they think, can I be with this person forever? Why not just say, can I be with this person for a year? Or, you know, for sh- whatever. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be so serious. But then well, if you really like them and you feel really good in your heart, <laughs> you can the stay with them. If I feel the butterflies swirling and I want to write poems. Yeah. <laughs> I feel just love swelling in my heart. It's overflowing. Oh, my God. I feel like deleting that out of the podcast. It's so corny <laughs> now that I, you you think about it. Like, there's a lot of times a lot of my girlfriends will be like, why doesn't my guy write me? And why didn't he say this? And I'd be like, why don't you date a girl? Because basically what you're saying is like, you yeah, got unfortunately, no, but I was just you, doing the same thing. I was saying, well, you are thing. a girl. I know. That's what happens. We're girls. We think like guys are the same way like we are. <laughs> That's the, been the basis of my advice all these years to you is but I don't that know what how you're to be... thinking is not what guys are thinking. I know, but that's the problem. Like, you know, I think that's one of the biggest problems with me because sometimes I'm super cool in a certain way and guys think like, oh, she's so great. She's like a guy. You know what I mean? But I'm not really a guy. I'm a girl. And then if I act like a girl, they're like, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? Why are you acting like a girl? And it's like, well, because I am a girl. (laughs) A relationship does happen in other parts of my body. What? Where you're with girls that everything is so cool they're just like a guy and you forget and you start treating them like your guy friend and all of a sudden you realize there's something will happen and you realize they're still women yeah i'm still a girl but in the way that my girl thing comes in is i like to be treated like a girl you know what i mean even though 
I could be guy like in certain ways, I'm still a woman. And it, that's why for a woman like me, it's hard to find a guy that makes me feel like a woman. But there's a certain kind of guy that totally knows what to do with me and totally makes me feel like a woman and totally gets that I'm like a girl guy kind of thing, you know, but it's just a certain kind of dude. And it's the type of guy that likes women like that. You like women like that. And that's why I, unfortunately I do. Yeah. And the thing that I always say about guys like you or any guy that likes women like that, there are so many women out there that need guys like you. Like there, you know, like there's a like a like women like me or like the ones that you like, like they don't have anybody to like them. They're fishing out of a smaller pond. So for somebody like you, for a fish out of that pond to get out of the water and say, I'm not like available anymore. That's like not good for the women that need you, because there's like a lot of women out there that no other man would be able to deal with. And you'd be, work with her fine. And women like that need guys like you because there's not a lot of them. So being off the market is not serving people well, Narso. You stop being so narcissistic and go help some, you know, bitch with a big mouth because that's what you like. You like strong women. I can, I'm good with I'm good with strong women. They, they react very well with me. Right. So that's what you need. You need to find that. And that girl, there's a strong woman out there that is having issues and can't find a guy that understands her and is cool with her and allows her to be that way, um, you know, because that's hard to find. Um, and you're that guy. And to, to, you know, and so she needs you to find her. That's the way that it goes. But you sit at home cleaning your bathroom, talking on the phone with your girlfriends. Half of them are trash. I'm the only one that's not because I don't live there. <laughs> Funny, I was lumping you in that group, but no, okay. And you know, you need to uh, get out and go go meet some people. I think you should just do online dating. It's just an easy way to do it. I met my doctor guy on there. Yeah, that's right. I did, and I hate online dating. I just went out with him at the time. I think because I thought he was cute. It was just like one of those things, you know. And, um, I mean, it's just, it's just a quick way to meet people and everyone does it. So it's like, and when you're older and you're not going out to bars and stuff, it's a great way to meet people. So you should try it. I think you should try it. Yeah. Maybe I'll make that my new year resolution to help damaged women. Yeah. To go out and help. Listen, no, I don't mean damaged. Women with strong personalities are not damaged. They're just strong personalities and you know, that's, that's not damage. You want to throw in strong personality damage? That's fine. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's wrong. Yeah, you don't I want... to get along with damage, too, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you're wrong. You're attracted to damage. You don't get along with it. All you do is complain about it. That's where your bitterness comes. So don't even say that that's what you get along with. That's what you attract out of dysfunction, but it's not what you like and what you like to settle down with. What you need is good crazy. There's bad crazy and there's good crazy. You like crazy, but you need good crazy, okay? And that is not damaged. You can't have damage because then you get too analytical about it and you're not into it. So, no, you don't need – you just need a you – like you like a tough girl. You like a strong girl. You like an opinionated girl. You like a, a – you know, you like all those things. Like I said, it's – you know that kind—the kind of woman that a lot of guys wouldn't like. But she doesn't need to be damaged. She shouldn't be damaged. I mean, listen, everyone's gonna have their things, but you don't want any any more of the damage that you've had in the past. You've had some pretty bad. You know, you always dated strippers and 
Yeah, we got to shy away from them strippers. Oh, God. I mean, does <laughs> that even dead. exist? That's so, like, 1987. You know. I, I don't know. I don't even know these strippers anymore. They're all too old. Right, but I'm saying you used to always be attracted to that damage and stuff. That doesn't work for you. The girl that you had your best relationship wasn't a stripper. She was your best friend. She was great. You had a lot of respect for her. She was really smart. You need another one of those. And she was difficult for everyone but me to get along with. Exactly, because you allowed her to be fully her, because you respect women like that. So that's a good thing. Some girl out there. No, the thing I found with powerful and smart women, the easiest way to get along with them is you have to be honest. They're way too smart that the minute you lie, you set something off in them and they turn vicious and don't trust you. As long as you're brutally 100% honest, they have nothing to fight with you about. Totally true. Because I'm one yeah. of those. I mean, I really yeah, am. Yeah, like, you're, yeah, you are one of those. I'm. That's, t- I can't. I either need to date somebody that's like completely void of anything, you know, sort of deviant inside, because and, and or be completely honest, because I know everything. I see through everything. And once you start fucking lying and you're trying to hide, like it doesn't work with me. It sets off some type of craziness in motion. I think it has to do with. Because they want to believe you, but they know deep down you're lying, and that just makes the craziness come out. Totally, 100%. That's what happened with the doctor guy. He was, like, seeing so many other people, and, you know, it was just so obvious. And at first it was, like, subtle things and stuff, and I didn't want to believe it, but I knew it, you know? And and at one point he said, like, you're just so critical of me. Like, you're always so – and I was like, you know what? You're fucking right. And I was being critical of him. But I was being critical of him because I was, like, sort of, like – you know, looking at him like I want to date this guy and yet he was being such an asshole and certain, you know, just doing stuff that I would never date. And so there was that conflict, you know what I mean? So I was being critical, but really what I should have done was I shouldn't have be with this person. You know what I mean? I wasn't approving of who he was or what he was doing. And instead of like getting the fuck out of there, I was getting to be a nag and nobody wants to be that way, you know? But that's where the conflict comes in because you're seeing things and you don't like it, but you don't want to leave the guy as the woman. So you stay and then you either go crazy or you become a nag or you become critical. And like none of that works. And who wants to date that shit, you know? And I don't want to be that way. The brutal honesty is the best thing. You've seen it work for me time and time again over the years. I just, I'll tell the truth. I can't even be bothered lying. It's just, it's too difficult. It's just uh, these women can see through you, especially if you gravitate towards ones that are smart. Then in a minute, they can read your line. They can tell by, you know, you looking at the floor or something. Women are good at picking up on everything. Yeah, exactly. But most men aren't honest, and that's the hard thing. So, yeah, that's what you have to do. So you have to go make it your New New Year's resolution. We're at like 50 minutes, so I'm going to end this call. Make it your New Year's resolution to... Go back out there and get, you know, a big mouth 50-year-old, okay, 39-year-old woman that can't get a boyfriend and go date her. Don't marry her. Just date her. And be honest and make her happy. Well, always be honest. It's just it's, it's too, too easy to, um, to be honest. It's so easy to be honest. You just say the truth. You don't have to put any thought into any lies or anything. That's the biggest problem. Everyone knows it could feel out a liar. Everyone what? Everyone could feel out a liar, especially women. Women are very good at judging if you're lying. And they save it in the in the memory bank. You might not 
hear about it on the spot or a week later or two weeks later, but it's saved. It'll come up later on. That's true. Once well, it's very, it's poison. What it is is it's toxic and poison for a relationship. It really is. Once you lose trust with a girl, it's like really not good. So I think it's good. Listen, some people aren't smart enough, or they're just not. It's not that they're not smart enough. Some people aren't looking for things, and they don't. You know, they're very trusting in nature, but you know, um, so they don't really like. Because I think a lot of guys lie and they get away with it. Um, yeah, but, but see, this is where you're saying. Oh, lot, some people are trusting. Those aren't the type of women that are strong and powerful and voice their opinions. Trustful Those women. Those are the meek women that will trust and believe nonsense and bullshit. Right, right. And yeah. That's what I'm not attracted to. Right, right. That's why you go perfect with the kind of type of woman you're attracted to. You're just not out there looking and you need to be. New Year's resolution. And then you're going to be my co-host sometime, so we'll talk about it when you're finally fucking dating somebody. You'll have something to talk about. I mean, really. You don't want to hear about what I was planning on cooking? No, it's boring, Martha. <laughs> it's every day. It's like I'm doing this. I'm making lunch. And, like, you know, who the fuck cares? I, just like you. Well, I'm like, going to take care of me. Okay, but right, if you had a girl, she'd take care of you. Wouldn't that be nice? Have a girl come No, who something? better could do it than me? Okay, well, what about her giving you a blowjob when you're done? Well, that that's the only reason to have the girlfriend. Exactly, but you don't have that now, so Martha just goes home alone. <laughs> well, Martha's already home. You, told, you previously said it was a homebody. Well, you go home from the store, you go to the store, you go home, you go to work, you go to the, th- you know, like you do, it's like Groundhog Day, your life. Does Martha and your three people, you know, your Martha, your narcissist, and your John, but you're not like, you know, you need to be getting blowjobs from, you know, a girl. Okay. Of course, a girl. <laughs> right. You never got blown by a tranny, right? No. We don't even find a tranny. I don't live in New York City. Uh, no, I have friends in New Jersey that I have guys that I know that, um, that screwed trannies in other states. You can find trannies anywhere. I've never seen any except New York. Anyway, listen, I have to pack because I'm going away for a long weekend. I'm going to Portland. Sometimes I think to myself, like, you had, like, I remember once when I was going to Nashville, actually, to meet this guy that I was dating. He's in my book. I remember thinking, like, like, how did I ever wind up here going to Nashville? It just was, like, not someplace I ever thought I'd ever want to go, ever. And I have to say I love Nashville. Nashville is a very cool town, um, way cooler than you would expect if you've never been there. Like, I loved it. It was a great experience. But I was like, you know, how did I wind up here? That's how I feel about Portland. I don't know what to expect. I don't know how. I mean, you know, I know how I wound up going there. But in my life, if you would have told me five years ago that I'm going to wind up going to Portland, I'd be like, you're out of your mind. And here I am. I got to pack for Portland. I have to go. And this is the podcast I'm going to air. And it's just me and you talking about. I don't even know what we fucking talked about on this call. But, you know, hopefully it'll be interesting. And you'll be back on as my um, co-host in the future. And hopefully you'll be dating somebody so we could talk about it. Sure. Okay. I Bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. 
send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous.